Good morning, world! What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Rodney. It's Jamal. And Kaiser. And we are... Under, Under Construction. Construction. Uh, today is a, the, the special Father's Day episode. Happy uh, Father's Day. Shout out to the fathers, Mr. Kaiser and our staff. Happy, happy Father's happy Day, sir. Happy Father's Day, sir. I cannot wait to yell at my kids when they wake up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Father's Day is all about. Yep. Yell, yell at your children. No breakfast in bed for you. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no big pissy chicken, <laughs> <No>. dog. <laughs> you get the legs. <laughs> but... uh we have a jam-packed episode for this Father's Day seg- uh, special uh, day. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, more specifically, uh, we have some Hornets news. Uh, apparently, Kimball Walker is the top target of Ooh. these uh, Los Angeles Lakers. The, the, the franchise that gets to fail up. So, uh, guys... Uh, how do you feel about that? I'm going to let you go first, guys. I think you got some fire behind you. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, what? I don't know what y'all talking about. All right, so I'll just say just a few points I've been regurgitating over the past week. And I don't think the situation with Kimba changes much with the Anthony Davis trade. Because let's be honest, we all expected the Anthony the Davis, Davis trade, trade to go through, go through yep. right? So it doesn't change, you know, that the Lakers were going to go after Kemba if they felt they couldn't get Kyrie. That is an important point, and I think Kemba Walker knows that. He is not the Lakers' first choice. He's probably not any team's first choice when it comes to top-tier point guards in the NBA. Teams are going to go after Kyrie first, and if they can't go after Kyrie, they're going to go after Kemba. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's not lost on him. Right. Secondly, Kemba Walker over the last two weeks has made the strongest statements he has ever made about yeah. his position of free agency. Typically, he's been very noncommittal on it. Hey, I, you know, I'm excited. This is my first time being a, a real free agent. We're going to let the process play out. But given the statements he made uh, while in China and the statement that he made recently, he wants to be a Charlotte Hornet. And I think all the Hornets have to do is pay that man and have a good have a good plan, and I think that he is going to stay. Come with that bag, Charlotte. Yes. but And he also said he'd be willing to take like a, a pay cut. How, how many athletes have you ever heard Never. publicly say that? Never. If, before, if, if, if I'm Kimba's agent, I'm pissed that he said that. Right, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but to, but, of course. but that, And that I'm just leads me to, to my, my final point is that everyone says, well, Kimba, how serious is he about really wanting to win? You know, if he really wants to win, he'll go to LA. LA. Winning is important to Kimba, but you know what's more important? The Charlotte Hornets winning. Winning as a member of the Charlotte Hornets because his whole career from high school, he's been it's always about been about what he couldn't do. This guy backpacked UConn, you're a Huskies fan, you know. He backpacked them to a national title, and the narrative was, well, he's too small for the NBA. He, he, he can shoot the mid-range, but he can't shoot the three when he gets to the NBA. So he gets to the NBA, NBA after just uh, 11 points a game as a rookie on historically the worst team of all time, sticks with it, and continuously every year has improved mm-hmm. statistically right. in almost every major category. Right. Now he's one of the elite three-point threats in the league. Kimber doesn't want to ride anyone's coattails. He don't want to go be associated with someone else winning a, a championship because – if he goes to L.A., let's say he goes to L.A. and he still averages 20 point, 25 points a game. Right. The narrative is not going to be about Kemba. It's going to be about LeBron. LeBron. It's going to be about LeBron and A.D. So you're trying to tell me Kemba is going to turn down $80 million to go be a third option 
on another team. Right. I, I'm not sure. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So if, if, if I'm just a casual fan of the NBA and he turns out $80 million, am I wrong for just – just saying that he doesn't prioritize winning. Um, I mean, because I mean, to play with LeBron James in, in most circumstances is like the opportunity of a lifetime. It's like a guaranteed playoff and finals appearance. Well, if you are a casual fan, uh, the chances are that you would prefer to see that because you're probably a Lakers fan if you're a casual <laughs> fan. That's just number one. That's true. Um, however, with that being said, it's fair to think that. But the thing is, that's a loaded question because again. We got to think it is from Kimball Walker's perspective. Gotcha. If you're a casual fan, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. If you're a Kimball Walker, like all the points Tyrone just alluded to, you want to win here. And that's what people can't understand. That's what the average casual fan just can't understand. Why do you want to stay in Charlotte? They've never built the team around you. Michael Jordan is this, blah, 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 blah. Which is the point I wanted to get to. Here's what's lost in, in, in this whole discussion about Kim Walker and the Charlotte Hornets. Now, Charlotte Hornets fans don't have a lot of faith in the organization. That's fair. I'm not even going to get on you. Not, I'm not even going to get on people about not having faith. But the thing about that is, here's what people are understating. Michael Jordan and Kim Walker are two of the most competitive people you will ever meet in your entire lives. I think they are built very similarly. Gotcha. They know they struggle. Both of those guys know the struggles of the organization. Do you think, coming from Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak, and Kim Walker's perspective, that they want things to stay the same? And I'm talking to fans who all week on social media have regurgitated the same thing. Well, you're not going to win if you stay there. You're not going to win if you stay there. What they are discrediting and discounting is that Michael Jordan has already taken a step of firing Rich Cho. He's already Mm -hmm. taken a step of hiring somebody he thinks he can trust in Mitch Kupchak. We're not even at the draft yet. We're not at free agency yet. We don't know what's going to change or what's not going to change. That is unknown. Here's one thing I am 130% confident and sure of. I am 100% sure Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak, and the Charlotte Hornets are going to do everything in their power to improve this roster. Does that mean it's going to work out? That does not mean everything's going to work out like they want it to. But I promise everybody out there that's lost faith in the organization, you don't think we're going to be any higher than the AC, which is fair, I guarantee everybody out there, they are going to try their best to get this thing changed around, and they will be very aggressive about doing so. Hold okay. On. I thought all Michael Jordan did was drink Hennessy. And he, and and, and, uh, he doesn't. Bill Prisons. You know what? I, I forgot, man. <laughs> Michael so Jordan. Refurbished Jordan. And you know what? I, I forgot, man. He invested $200 million of his own money, but he doesn't really care because. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. All he, he cares about is making money. Hey, he's a cheapskate. He's a cheapskate. He never paid anybody you know, and, except, and, except Nick Batum and Michael Kidd. And Michael Kidd, and, and, and Cody Zeller, and Marvin Williams, yeah. who's yeah. like $81 million tied up in those yeah, players. But he's but, cheap. But he's cheap. Yeah. So, you know. So, yeah. let me ask you a question. So, in the upcoming draft on the 20th, which is Thursday, we have the 12th pick. What do you guys feel as though we should do with that pick? Should we trade it? Keep yeah, it? We know. Me and Jamal feel the same way about it. Well, tell us how you we, feel. We have, <laughs> we have both been on the trade the trick. Tra- trade the, the trick. pick train. <laughs> that was funny. Trade the trick. <laughs> trade the pick train for the longest time. We have not gotten off that train yet. Trade that pick for a known commodity 
if it's possible. Now, the report is Mitch is trying to move up in the draft. And I I don't know if, I re- if I'm really excited about it mm-hmm. because I don't know if there's much separation between the fourth pick and the 12th pick. To me, it's a pretty weak draft, in my opinion. So I don't know. I got killed for saying that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it is what it is, though. But it's pretty obvious that the Hornets need a difference maker. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you get that if you move up in the draft. Yeah, uh, the 12th pick isn't going to help the Hornets, whoever they draft, unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat and get a Clay Thompson or a Kawhi Leonard or John. You know, unless, unless they do something like that, 12 picks not going to help. Historically, one all-star. One all-star. Wow. 12 picks out of the last 30 years. Mookie Blaylock, okay? Wow. Yeah. Wow, we're coming with some heat this morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> wow. that that's not to say that any of the other guys picked at 12 were were bad. It's just that they weren't huge Deep impact. Right. right, yeah. They're not the kind of guy you want. If you're rebuilding your franchise, and, you know, you would rather have a known player – Commodity, someone in the league who has contributed, someone like a uh, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, Clint Capella. You, you know, th- that's who the Hornets need. It's right. like we know what that guy can bring, right. uh, rather than you know. And now Miles Bridges was picked at number twelve, not really technically, but we use essentially we yeah. use the twelfth pick to, to, to get Miles Bridges, it, right. and he looks like that he might break the twelfth pick curse. Mm-hmm. But it may, but we'll having, but, we'll but having said that, I mean. There's just not a lot for the Hornets at the 12th pick, and it's certainly not a lot above the fourth pick. Got you. So, so, so if we stay at the 12th pick, what's a player that that, that you're there, intrigued by? There are two. There are two players who do intrigue me if we do decide to stay at the pick. Jackson Hayes is, is one thing, but I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I fear like I fear that he will be gone by the time we get to 12. Gotcha. But he, if if he's there. We need to take a long, hard look at him. Athletic, big, mm-hmm. rim protector. Good Lord, who who doesn't know the mm-hmm. Hornets don't need that. Um, another guy that I'm looking at is is uh, is uh, my man uh, Bruno Fernando uh, from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, same Ooh. build, really big. I'm talking about this dude is is built like a tank, man. I worry about his skill set. He's a little raw. You know how I feel about Charlotte Hornets organization drafting people who you need to coach up supposedly right, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. but physically he is very intriguing at that pick um, our mock draft has us taking PJ Washington from Kentucky don't do it just run my away my mock drafts always have Charlotte teams picking the worst uh, Kentucky well, player <laughs> well uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, well, historically think, speaking, I think yeah. you've answered your own question <laughs> yeah. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Rex Chapman is the last good to Kentucky player we had, but um, for me, I, I'm, I actually like uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I actually like him from USC. He intrigues me. Yeah, actually, that's a good. And, and then I and then also I like Cam Reddish. Uh, like I'm, like I'm, okay, I'm glad you said that. Like if, if if we if we were to actually trade up, I'm intrigued by Cam Reddish. I, I am I, too. I, I, I am I, too, man. I honestly think. He played such a backseat role. He didn't know what his role was last year, dude. He's a big shooter. I'm going to say this, man, about Cam Reddish. Just like you said, he he played the backseat to to Zion and and, and RJ. And, you know, I think it was kind of – these are freshmen we're talking about. Let's not understate this, man. I think it's really hard. It was hard for that dude to get into a groove, for lack of a better term, 
couldn't could never get into a consistent rhythm because you had two very ball dominant guys right. on that same Duke team. I I like Cam Reddish's potential and his talent, man. I'm Me with too. you on that, Me man. Too. I think Cam Reddish only works depending on how the Jeremy Lamb situation shakes that's out. A, and, but that's a, and, and, yeah. and Malik Monk. As yeah. much as you know, I mean, we, we're kind of sour on him, but but yeah. hey, he could have. I you trade, know trade trade that. Uh, I just. Trade that twelve and Malik for uh, Cam <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't make that. I actually wouldn't make that deal. And really? I've been, I've been kind of critical of Malik. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that deal. I, I'm still not ready to give up on Monk. I know Rodney. No, yeah, exactly. I'm I, just not I, ready to I, give. I'm up willing to give him. Throwing the towel. Yeah, I'm willing. To, I understand that the, the biggest red flag for Malik Monk for me was that he didn't really improve. Uh, between his first season and the, the second season with he, two coaches. He was with yeah. So. If you look at someone like Kim Walker, right. his improvement from his rookie season to his second season right. was huge. And, uh, Dwayne and Bacon, I mean, look and at how that. many coaches has Kim Walker had? Like four, four, four. five, yeah, four. Uh, yeah. Four. yeah. So, and, 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 and also, I mean, a big thing with Malik and Frank. I didn't want Frank either. The biggest part is wanting to be here. Both of them did not want to be, be here. That's mm-hmm. important. To and know. so, yeah. like, you you you're ready to come in with a tainted perspective. Okay, I don't. Really, I'm not gonna really like Charlotte. I'm just gonna play through this contract, and I'm right, leaving. Right, right. And so that I'm like, well, you don't want to be here. I don't want you. Well, to be fair, I think a lot a lot of young guys feel that way. I the, we saw the look on Zion's face yeah. when New Orleans got the first pick, right, 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 <laughs> and right. although to be fair, him and his representatives publicly made a statement that hey, we can't wait to play in New Orleans, but we saw a look on his face. Right. So um, I'm not gonna knock Malik or yeah, that sour for, patch kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like Cam Reddish, but like I s- said, it's just going to depend on how that Jeremy Lamb situation, it, which, and, and honestly, which I, nobody's talking about enough. Nobody, yeah. You know what so, I mean? so for those who don't know how the, how the salary cap works, which is a lot most of, of yeah. the NBA fans. All right, so All right. the Hornets are pressed up against the cap. If they did nothing, if they just stood as they were, they'd, they'd be around five to seven million. I don't know the exact about number. Seven million about seven, yeah, seven million dollars. Actually, under the cap. That's if they did nothing, but, right. but they will do something. They will probably make a qualifying offer to Frank Kaminsky of five million dollars. Teams always do that. Other teams are gonna want Frank, and they're not yeah. gonna ma- they're not gonna match. Contrary to fan belief, yeah, people don't think. But you tell me, the Houston Rockets don't want Frank Kaminsky, right. or you know, no, some, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Dallas, yeah, exactly, yeah. So the Hornets would not match that offer, but that would still be five million dollars they'd have to put up. So they're about a million dollars under the cap. So whether they sign Kimber or not, which is something this is lost on a lot of our fans, mm-hmm. it doesn't change our cap situation right. a- as far as being under the soft cap. Because we have bird rights on Kemba and Lamb, we can pay them whatever we want and go over the cap as long as we're not into the luxury tax, which is $132 million. So if Kemba stays true to his word and takes considerably less to stay, then the Hornets would potentially have enough money to re-sign Jeremy Lamb under bird rights without hitting the luxury tax. So if we do that, I'm not sure a Cam Reddish would be a good move. I, I know that we would, gotcha. you know, because, we draft before because free if agency, anything else, it it creates a cluster. It does. Yeah, we already right. have a cluster with Monk, uh, Graham, Bacon, uh, Bacon, Bacon. You know, Batum. Yeah, uh, we were just jam packed at, at the wings, yeah. and really, we need in the NBA. You got to have a standout wing. You must to to win. Yeah. You must, and we don't have that 
Yeah, so with, it's like with that being said, with all that being said, because you mentioned that we currently do have a cluster at wing as it stands right now. You know, there's we have too many wings as it stands right now. So that even makes it even more interesting come draft time because it, it wouldn't be shocking to any of us if one of those guys got dealt. Hopefully it's Nick Batum, right. but we will we won't hold our breath on that one. <sighs> but but I, I I've we I've, I've said the same thing over and over again all season. We will know more about this team come what is it Thursday night draft Thursday time. Night, yeah. We will know no, more about this team absolutely. Thursday night, man. All right. Um, so if Mitch were to trade up, uh, say for the fourth pick, he would have to contact the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, I thought it was the Lakers. Oh no, they they, oh, they made oh, a big, they, did they do something blockbuster <laughs> trade? Uh, <laughs> they picked up uh, Mr. Anthony Davis. Is that the guy with the? Yeah, the unibrow that we could have had, but the NBA screwed us up. No, yeah, okay. that guy, that guy. Okay. The, yeah. the, the, fun the fact. Hey, fun fact. The Hornets have a better record than the Pelicans do since since, they, that? since that since they drafted Anthony Davis. <gasps> really? <laughs> Which is how's that possible? I don't. Yeah, because we're the worst franchise. We're the worst franchise. And Anthony Davis is he is a game changer though. But I just the goal, <laughs> it just goes to illustrate that you can't win by yourself in the gotcha. NBA. No doubt. But whereas. No one really talked about the Pelicans being like this lost friend. Oh man, they're terrible. They need to they need to trade Anthony Davis right. to get better, but yet we need to let Kimba walk in free agency <laughs> to get better. I don't I don't understand that works. So so um, so, <laughs> so we're talking about the framework of this deal. So the Lakers gave up uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, Josh, Josh Hart, Hart. Uh, 2019 first, the 20, t- the 2021 t- first, the ticket takers, the usher. Um, cheerleaders, the, the cheerleaders, Magic Johnson, and, and, and another, <laughs> <laughs> they really came up Magic yeah. a long time ago, and then, and then like swap rights for two years, 2023, yeah. 2025, yeah. which is underrated, yeah, because uh, LeBron will be 40 in 2025, yeah. But, um, how do you guys feel about this uh trade? Uh, you, you, you love this new super team? I'll go first because I know Jamal, yeah, go ahead, Jamal, because <laughs> boy, oh boy, Ooh, let me drink some of this, yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah get, get ahead, you a few swigs, so. Woo! Talk about going all in. Mm-hmm. That's you. You. You must win a championship next season. It's the only yeah. way. Yes. It's the only way it's justified. You must win next year. Um, I, I posted this earlier on my Facebook page, and there was a lot of contention over this rather unpopular belief. But I am not a big fan of making other teams in your conference stronger just Hello. because you think you might might win a championship. I, I mean, okay, yeah, we got LeBron James. And everyone knows LeBron James is almost an instant ticket to the finals, but he wasn't last year, and there's no guarantee he's going to be this year in the West. The right. West, the West right. is Different last ways. year to me, or this black past season proved how difficult the West is. LeBron James could have taken that Lakers team to the finals in the East, but in the West, it's a different ball it's game. A different ball game. So the Lakers made the Pels really good on paper, and I understand they're yeah. going to be a young team, and there's no guarantee, right. but. If Zion is, even if he's not quite as good as people say he's going to be, let's say he's just Blake Griffin good mm-hmm. or Charles Barkley good, that's still pretty good. So you take him. You already got Drew Holiday. You already got, uh, and, and, oh, and you're going to get the fourth pick. And this year, yeah. Jean ja, ja Morant or. It's almost like they have more assets than they probably know what to do with. Seriously. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to have a very, very good team on paper. Who could be dangerous? In the West, yeah, yeah and, no doubt. And and just imagine, you know, the Lakers 
getting knocked out of the playoffs by you know the team that, that they empower. It really hinges on how good you think Zion is right. is going to be, and I, I, that's that's my only thing with the trade. Like, man, you guys made the Pels really, really good. even even yeah. if the Pels aren't good this year, you've set them up. They don't have to do anything for the next five years, they, honestly. They, they can they can seriously trade Drew Holiday for assets as well, which is which is crazy. Yeah, yeah right. they, and, and, and they can set themselves up for the oh, next. And they, five they have years. enough cap space. Pels fans, correct me if I'm wrong, but with AD leaving, right. they now have enough cap like space million. for a max contract right. yeah. or, or close to That's one. That's crazy, man. So they could they mess around and get Kevin Durant. Needless to say, they came out pretty damn good yeah, in this so, trade, man. Especially so, for somebody who didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Uh, so more props to them. So LeBron gets his way. How do you guys feel about that? Come on, come on, Jamal. Let, let, let the hate out your heart. Let me tell you something, man. Mecklenburg Hornets, uh, Lakers fans. <laughs> so, so yesterday was a beautiful day. Um, weather was perfect. You know, I was out and about driving around. I was like, man, I was having, I was at peace. I, I was, it was, I was really relaxed yesterday. Notification pops up on my phone. Breaking news. Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers. No shock to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody saw it coming. Rich Paul, who, you know, they have the same agent, and, you know, they want to take over the NBA because they're all friends, whatever. I knew what I was going to get on social media. It was one of the most annoying days I have ever had in my life. I hate the Lakers more than I hate paying taxes. <laughs> and specifically... I hate Charlotte Lakers fans. Me, they are the bane of my sports existence. I don't really have anything against the Los Angeles Lakers. I hate Charlotte Lakers. Fans. Are they worse than Charlotte Cowboys fans? But nobody's never worse than them. Come on, let's be. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst ever. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, there goes my piece for the next three years. Now, what really got me, what what really kind of settled me a little bit, is the first thing I thought was. Well, you traded half your team, and you don't really have a roster. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What are they going to do to fix that? Because you have no assets, you have half a roster, mm-hmm. you have a very relatively short window to do to, to to win a championship. Because it's the only way this trade is justified. You have to win a championship if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the only way this trade makes sense. Facts, son. You know what I mean. So. I tried my best to not really speak about the trade because there's, believe it or not, I really did not want to say anything until I got tagged 47 times on Facebook <laughs> yesterday. I really did not want to say anything, okay? Because And the reason I didn't want to say anything because we, uh, we have not even hit the draft yet. We have mm. not hit free agency yet. There is so many pieces to everybody's puzzle that are not complete yet. You got LeBron James, the superstar that, Supposedly he's never played with, but people forget that, you know, the whole Miami thing, but whatever. So you finally got him his star. You, you finally got him the help you think he needs. Cool. How about the bench depth for the Lakers? How about the fact that you don't have a point guard, which we're going to talk about really soon. Mm-hmm. God help me with that damn discussion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so needless to say, the Mecklenburg County Lakers fans, you're really excited right now. However, Make sure these pieces to the puzzle are complete before you really get excited. Don't I think Golden State this season proved to be a bit of a cautionary tale. You can top load your team to its detriment. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
Although I I think the um, the narrative that Golden State's bench wasn't that good was a little bit overstated, but they weren't as deep as they were when they won 70, right. uh, 73 games in, in the season before. And, you know, you lose Kevin Durant, okay, now you got a doff on your hands. You lose Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. And Anthony Davis isn't, like, the most durable yeah. superstar right. out there. Right. So and, if, and how durable is LeBron James at 34, at the, at 35 34, years old? We, you know? we forget he, you know, he missed part of last season with an injury. The first time in his career he had missed a significant – portion of time and and as if you're 22 or 23 and you get an injury like that mm, okay it'll be fine right, right, but right, when right. you're 32 33 well that's a different story it takes a lot more time to it, recover absolutely so so you know there's a lot of uncertainty here you know with the lakers plus like we said before they're in the western conference right. this ain't gonna it's not gonna be easy I, I i have a question that just popped up in my brain how do you compare this trade to the brooklyn nets trade when they went all in for you know, title. Uh, this it, is it's not. Is it quite the same? You no, know, it's not the same. Not because, quite the same, because right? Because Pierce and Garnett were past their prime. Right. I mean, Davis is still in his prime. Yeah, he's only like twenty six, which is right. freaking insane. Yeah, that is right. And then like, what could hurt them is is those pick swaps in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty five. Uh, because I can legit see New Orleans being a, 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 probably a contender by that point. If, the, the, if they, they the manage right. things, if they manage things right, that's but, but, the but, but, I, 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 I have faith but, in Griffin. But, though. but think, of, I mean, so I'm disclaimer: I'm not a huge Lonzo Ball fan, but I, I just feel the, my only thing is I, I, he wasn't the second pick. He wasn't second pick worthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a NBA ready player. He can do a lot of things on the court. Very good defensively. Very good defensive player. He sees the court well. Uh, he just can't shoot. Okay, mm-hmm. so but. You know, other than that, he's NBA ready. Mm-hmm. So Brandon Ingram, I felt like was probably the best young guy on that Lakers squad. He could score. He he had a lot of breakout games. So now they're on. You put them on the Pels. With, I'm just I'm just saying, man. It, I I will say this. There's one thing that's being lost in this. I I hate giving the Lakers any credit for anything, but they they came out like bandits keeping Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, let's let's did. be very clear. That's about true. That. Yeah, they. they, did. they, they Lake Lakers fans, I mean the real ones in LA, not our Charlotte ones, but the Lakers fans who are real fans, thank your lucky stars you kept Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Seriously, man. That because if I'm the Pelicans, and who knows what happened, you know, we're not insiders. I don't know what happened in that conversation. But if I'm the Pelicans, I'm like I'm well, that trying was, hard to that was probably a, a LeBron override. Yeah. I yeah, think right. I, I you know, there have been talk that Kuzma was kinda like Bron's favorite. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kobe's dog too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that probably had a lot, yeah. lot to do with it. Plus, if you're the Pels, I mean, Ingram and Ball and a number four pick. And First of all, that's, that's a, a that's enough right that's there. That's enough, right? You can <laughs> yeah. stop right there, really. Yeah, you right. Two first round <laughs> picks, yeah. right? And then pick swaps. It's like yeah. you got more than enough. Right. So 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 let's mm-hmm. play some role play. Uh, pause. So um, <laughs> I'm Kimba Walker. Uh, is it's June the 30th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Playing two. I'm, I'm, I'm playing 2K with my brothers <laughs> at, at, at the house in Uptown Charlotte. I get a phone call from the, the Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Hornets, and the Pacers. Who do I answer first? And what is your pitch to me as a Lakers fan, if you're a Lakers fan? What is your pitch to me as a Mav? What is your pitch to me as a Hornet? I'll play the role of Hornets because it hurts me too much to play the role of any of those Well, I, I'll be the villain. I'll be the Lakers. I, I'll, be the, I'll be the Hornets. So I'll, I'll be the agent. All right. <laughs> so okay. So 
hey, this is LeBron James, the GM of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, come play with me, bro. We got Anthony Davis. Click. You can live in L.A. <laughs> you can live in L.A. I got all the thotties out here. Uh, what else you want? What else you want? Me? Look, you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. You can live. All right, in so LA. let me tell you this. <clears throat> look, look, look. My look. Cl- my client, Kimball Walker. We have thirty-two million in cap space. My client, Kimball Walker, essentially took one pay cut already to stay in Charlotte. He has eighty million extra reasons. The most you could possibly offer him is one hundred forty million dollars over four years. You've got to come more than with more than the LA. My client's from the so, Bronx. He's from the Bronx. He don't care about, about so, California I mean, living. I mean, I mean, eighty million dollars. What can you can you guarantee a championship? Kimball Walker. Well, I can guarantee you multiple playoff appearances more than you've had in Charlotte. So, also in the, we- in the Western Conference, in the West, in, in, in the West, in the West, Kimball Walker but, but, doesn't but, but, care but, but, about the playoffs. But, but just just going to the playoffs. But but but, he, but well, what I can't offer you is if you win a championship in LA with me, I can put you in Space Jam too. I can, <laughs> I, I can get you multiple deals. You you you, you can get more. Uh, endorsement deals than you do in Charlotte. You realize my boss is Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> that is my that is my employer. Is Michael Jordan, the king of endorsements. We'll, we'll report him. <laughs> <laughs> because he's offering you money under the table. I'm LeBron James. We get stuff done. You can sign a clutch. We'll, 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 we'll set you up for life. Come to LA, bro. Hey, hey, this is Kimball Walker. Um, living in Charlotte does not discount me from doing all those things anyway. Um, if I wanted to do those things, I probably could have already because, as mentioned, Michael Jordan is my boss. I'm sure he has connections. If I wanted those endorsements, if I wanted that kind of attention, if I wanted to be a face outside of basketball, I'm Kimba Walker. I care about basketball. I love this town, Charlotte. I know everybody looks at there's no Charlotte, L.A. comparison. I get it, but I love this town. You know what? I actually love the fans. I have mentioned over and over again how I want to change this around because of the fans. By the way, that's a real quote, by the Mm -hmm. way. I'm not making this up. And on top of all that, $80 million. You know how much I can help my family with $80 million? (laughs) So have fun in Charlotte playing in front of 14,000 fans on a Monday night. Uh, 14,000 fans who I love <laughs> You can love them all you want But I have all these studies out here in LA <laughs> Kobe lets you lose the private jet If you want to You can live out in Malibu on the beach Hey man I'm from Hey man, the- hey man you, you Admittedly be- There is an allure To playing In Los Angeles Not just playing in Los Angeles But you're playing for one of the most prestigious NBA franchises Ever or Not just NBA all Sports franchises Ever and they're essentially going to ask you, hey, we, we need your help. There's an allure to that. I, to I, I don't. I, and if Kemba says, you know what, I'm going to take it. More power to him. No one is going to blame him. No one in Charlotte is going to hate him. There will be no I jersey will. burning. If I see somebody burning a Kemba Walker jersey, it's. Y'all, I'm a military veteran, and you can burn a flag, but you burn a Kimball Walker jersey, we might be fighting, dog. So <laughs> there's no, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I couldn't blame him for that. I would want him to stay in Charlotte, but I couldn't blame him for the allure of going to the Lakers. But yeah. based on what we've heard Kimball Walker say, I don't think that matters to him. I, I don't Sad. I mean, I, 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 I have actually, I have faith in Mitch, but Kimba. I, <laughs> That's 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 a lot to pass up. Playing in LA with LeBron and AD, I mean that's 
Hey, guess what? You know what else is a lot to pass up? Eighty million. Eighty million dollars is a lot to pass up too. I've heard people say uh, on on the internet that they would turn down eighty million dollars to play for a championship. Y'all so damn mind. Y'all crazy. Y'all must be crazy. Y'all must be crazy. Especially considering it, it would be different if it was like, say, Kevin Durant, who right. who took a pay cut when he was a free agent to go play for Golden State. Kevin Durant already makes a ton of money. He already made a ton of money in endorsements and his previous contract from OKC. Kimball Walker is one of the lowest paid Hornets. That is not even uh, an exaggeration. He's one of the lowest paid Hornets. He actually, the Hornets actually lowballed him his first go round after his rookie contract. Uh, his agent didn't want to accept the lowball offer, and Kimball Walker overrode his agent. Less, so, less, that's true, but also we have to put facts behind this because I don't because people are going to take that the wrong uh, way. Right, yeah. We have to mention the fact that the market, that the NBA market, drastically changed, and the salary cap yeah, is way higher than that what it true. was at that time. That is true. I, I, I just feel like we have to say it because somebody's going to take that statement and be like. Man, you see, I told you Jordan was cheap. Like, no, y'all, no, the market was yeah. drastically different. That that is true. But uh, Kimba Kimba himself even said he felt like eleven million dollars, which is what the Hornets offered him at the time, was fair for you know his play. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not it was, excuse me, that may have been true at the time. But Kimba Walker developed until really. You know, he's an all NBA player. Right, right. So an all NBA player making twelve million dollars is criminal, and you have a chance to go from making twelve million dollars a year to forty four million dollars a year. That's uh, a hell of a pay. The lure of the lure of L A. is not. You have that much money. You can go to L.A. anytime you want exactly. to. Exactly. Like, yeah. It'll be there in the off season. Now, like, also, yeah. to be fair, another fact: I don't think the Hornets will pay, and Kimball will not ask for $221 million. He's not going to ask for the entire Supermax. Right. He said he'll take less. We don't know how much that means. That could mean, is that two regular max? But I think 190 to $200 million is enough to get it done, mm-hmm. and, and that's still $50 million more than any other team could right. pay him. Right. Um, now, I, something that just popped up in, in, in my mind, man, and the thing is, like, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that Kimball Walker, when it comes to these negotiations and, and you know how he how he's kind of approaching free agency it appears like he's not a, he doesn't have he's not a big egomaniac when it comes to this but here's something that I just thought about man it's simple dude if Mike Conley is getting 31 million he's at least got to get that he's at right, least yeah. got to get that 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 is on the low end of what Kimber Walker should get uh, going into these Chris negotiations, Chris Paul will make like forty four, forty five million dollars last year. Man, listen, dude, come on, man. Uh, also, Chris Paul uh, is broke down. To man. me, bigger than that, we paid Nick Batum. Hey, dude, don't even get me started. Okay, okay, let, let, yeah, d- look, I'm drinking beer right now. I do not want to get more emotional than, I'm, than I already am. Yeah, you can't. I, you cannot pay Nick Batum the max and then flake out on Kimball Walker. It just. It's not ethically right. Yes, it, you, you, you cannot, just can't do I, that. I, and personally, I think a lot. This is going to be a super unpopular opinion. If if that means making your franchise worse, you have to do that. Yeah. The reason being is players players know yeah. they'll they'll remember that a free agent potentially wants so so because in two years from now the Hornets will have sixty four million dollars in cap space. Right. Okay. Um, any potential free agents that we have come, they're going to look at how we handled Kimball Walker. Right, right. 
Oh, you paid Nick Batum, but you didn't pay Kim Which Moore? is an interesting point because, you know, we have all this big money right now tied up in the wrong guys. And I think that was a part of the reason why. Because the perception, and let me be very clear, the perception was, well, they're cheap. They're not going to give you contracts, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I think the brass at the horn has said, well, we got to take care of our guys. And we went a little bit too far with doing Absolutely, that, yeah. which is why there's $81 million tied up also, in the wrong guys Also, let's right be now. fair, uh, with some, like, something like, like the Marvin Williams contract, Marvin Williams actually had a really good season. When he signed when, it. When he signed yeah. it. So, you know, I think the Hornets said, okay, he can contribute. And like we said before, the, C, the, the new CBA had come out. The, there was a big cap spice, spike because of the new TNT deal. Um, so he came up and, hey, uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to justify the Cody Zeller and MKG contracts, yeah, honestly. Uh, as much as I, I defend Cody Zeller, I'm not sure. Uh, I think we could have got his production. See, well, I, I, let me say something about that. Look at market rate for the centers. I, not, I, well, that's I, you true. know what yeah, I mean? Because like, if you go back and look at it, Gorgie Jane. Signed for like 16, that, 17 that, million. Right, Tim, yeah. Timothy Mosgoff. Look at Mosgoff. Yeah. Look at yeah. Bismack's contract. Yeah. Like, centers are generally overpaid. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, but in, in the Batum contract, something else that Hornets fans do not want to hear. He played. He, one, he had played very well. That dude was a walk in. He, he was he, a threat to get a triple, triple double, double yeah, every game, yeah, dude. Uh, 15, 6, 7 uh, consistently. Yeah. And he was a highly sought after free agent. Yep. Golden State had pretty much said, if we can't get Kevin Durant, we coming for Nick Batum. Yep. So the Hornets had to do something. You can't just if they had let's say they had let Nick Batum walk and he goes to Golden State and wins championships. The rhetoric would have been, man, Jordan Chief. I told you Jordan was cheating, man. I can't believe, yeah, so I told you he wasn't Vincent in prisons, but we're Vincent Batum. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> he said, a lot of shoes, man. How come he can't pay nobody, dog? <laughs> so, so the Hornets gambled on Batum, and, and you know, they lost. So, uh, yeah, so I, you got to pay Kemba. You at least have to make the offer. Yeah. yeah. And then whatever Kemba decides after that, uh, Godspeed. Yeah. All right, we're going to uh, jump into our uh, – Shout out segment. Actually, no. Actually, oh. I, I got one more thing. Oh, one more thing I gotta oh, talk go. about. Yeah, let's talk. Right. I gotta talk about the the post finals. Ooh, rhetoric. Good Lord, have mercy, so, man. So the NBA finals actually was a pretty good NBA finals. Injuries did mar some, unfortunately, but we had some exciting games. And t- congratulations to Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, on winning the first ever NBA championship. Now yeah. that that's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, I didn't realize this, but Steph Curry is trash. Apparently, he's, uh, he's, uh, oh, he's the worst player. Overpaid. Yeah. Overrated. Yep. Worst player to ever play in the yep. finals, yep. apparently. Yep. He, he, trash. Even even though <laughs> his 26.5 points per game scoring average in five NBA finals is 10th highest in history, more than Bird, Magic, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dwayne Wade. I mean, the list just goes on. More three-pointers attempted and made than any other players in finals history. Highest three-point percentage in NBA finals history. I mean, I could just go on. Well, he didn't win the MVP in 2015. They gave it to Andre Iguodala because he held LeBron James to 38 38 points points a game. game. (laughs) But but Steph's 26 points a game didn't matter. Didn't matter. Nah. So so this year he averaged what? 32? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had forty, had forty nine points, forty seven points, forty seven points in game three. Oh, but he missed a last second double team thirty foot three pointer <laughs> that would have 
you know, send it to game seven. Your, He's trash. Ne- never, never mind. His, you know, his his superstar teammate was out. Yeah. So oh, he, yeah. he got yeah. so much attention from the Raptors yeah. and, and faced constant hey, traps man, and double hey, teams. Hey, hey, they still have four, three other all stars on that yeah. floor. <laughs> like, like Iguodala, he was an all-star back in 2010, man. Like, yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, Cousins never injured his Achilles. He, he never got hurt in the playoffs. Never had a quad injury. Yeah, and, and, and Draymond is, Draymond is a, is a pro, prolific scorer, man. You yeah. know that? <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I, and I understand, this is, this is one of the things he, we here at Under Construction try not to do, and that is engage in hot take culture. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, every that once in a while, said. we'll have an unpopular opinion, but I think a lot of these quote-unquote journalists, even big-time ones at, at the big networks, right. they will make these takes to generate controversy right. because they know that it's, it sells. It basically. sells. It, you, it, and you get clicks off of it. Yeah, Steph Curry is one of the most famous NBA players currently you know, honestly, next to LeBron James, he probably is. He he is transcendent, which is I think a, one of the reasons. Steph he Curry literally changed basketball literally in the modern yes, age exactly. of basketball. Man. The game is played completely different because you got a guy that can pull up from thirty five feet like it's a free throw. A guy right. that you have to guard as soon as he comes over half court, but. He trashed because he didn't win an NBA Finals. So I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't understand it, man. I, LeBron I is three and five. Yeah, I, and he's three and five in the finals. Uh, yeah, so uh, three and six. No, three and six. Three and six. Three and six. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, Steph is three, three and two. two. Yeah, so <laughs> I just feel like I know. To be fair, when all said and done, twenty years from now, whenever Steph Curry retires. We're gonna forget the details. Steph Curry is gonna go down as a great player, right. maybe top twenty, maybe top ten, depending on. 20, I mean, man. he's. I mean, he's gonna continue to shatter three point records and score a lot of right. points. So, but it's just and, and, and sometimes, man, when when it, when it, when it, when it comes to these hot take discussions and, and and people just you know kind of being in the moment without telling the whole story, what what gets lost in that is. How come you just can't get other team credit sometimes? Exactly. Like, yeah. how, how come you just can't say, you know what, man, Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam, Mark Gasol, and Kyle Lowry in, in a couple of games all gave Kawhi Leonard plenty of help. Yeah. Plenty of help. More than Steph Curry got with the Golden State Warriors. I don't even think Kawhi Leonard played a great series. He, he, he played a good series. He, he, he was he Kawhi. Did. He was Kawhi. He was Kawhi. Yeah. But he never... But I just think they're not... People are not giving those guys I just mentioned enough, enough credit, credit, man. Yeah. I just I don't... Mean, Pascal, I mean, look, Pascal was... was, was Pascal Siakam was, was a surprise. Come on, I mean, man. He, yeah. he, for game one and game six, he was probably the best player on the floor. Uh, for, easily. For the and why, I, you know... I, Kawhi, if, if the Raptors won, Kawhi was going to get MVP by Regardless. default. Right, right. Uh, like Steph which, but really... The story of the game was not Kawhi Leonard, or the series was not Kawhi Leonard. It was Fred Van Fleet. It was. Why did I? How did yeah, the world did I forget him? Pascal man. What Siakam. Is wrong with me, it dude? was like it was I'll these guys. Yeah, and um, I, I just, that that's that's getting lost. You know, Kawhi Leonard. They expected Steph Curry to be dominant, but when Kawhi Leonard wasn't dominant. He's getting a lot of credit man, for, for not being done. And here, here's the thing, man. We we talked about Nick He's Nurse. Light skin. That's good. We, <laughs> hey, man, light, light skin privilege, though. <laughs> anyway, um, we talked about we talked a little about Nick Nurse off camera, and you know, it's I guess between us three, it's a mixed bag because Nick Nurse made some bad choices toward the end toward the end of some of those games. Blue game five. However, however, at the same token, man. You have got to give this dude credit for how prepared they were defensively yeah. against oh, the yeah, Warriors. Definitely. 
I don't want to sound like a broken record, but holding the Golden State Warriors under 100 points is no easy task. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's hurting, who's out there, whatever. You know what I mean? And just his defensive schemes and his willingness to try some crazy things, boxing, boxing one, one yeah. in the NBA Finals when you haven't That's really a ran league it. League you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but it worked. But it worked. You get what I'm saying? And I again, it just goes back to not giving enough credit outside of just bashing – yeah. Steph Curry for no reason whatsoever. You hit that three with three people on you, dude. Right? Come on, man. You made yeah, the correct I, play. I, well, and plus it was you know so you know a lot of these journalists they make these you know their, their career is predicated on how accurate they are. Right. Yeah. So this this is them thumping their chest. See, we told you so. We we been saying that Steph Curry comes up <laughs> small in the finals and he did it again, even though you know he was the only really offensive right. threat on the floor and you know Toronto was not coming out of that box and one. Because right. to be fair, I know it's a junk defense. Steph Curry himself called it janky. But the reason it works is because it is designed to okay, Stop if you got works. one guy if you got one guy doing something. So then and and really and that's that's Charlotte Hornets fans, we saw a boxing one against the New Jersey. Thank you. Brooklyn yeah, Nets. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Right. Twice. Actually. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't have anybody but Kemba. So uh So yeah, uh, I, I Steph did, got the curry treatment. I mean Steph got the Kemba. You got the Kemba Walker treatment. You got the Kemba Walker treatment. During the finals. So. He's gonna get it all next year too. But 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 that's not the narrative on Facebook. You know what the narrative on Facebook is? Steph is small. No. See, now y'all see how LeBron feels. <laughs> if y'all don't shut up. If y'all don't get all the way out of here with that trash, oh, man. Uh, see, LeBron will never have help, man. Now y'all see how LeBron feels. You know, someone told me that Chris Bosh wasn't a star. I, Stop. I, have when he signed I don't have time for people a, a guy, like that. A guy who Stop. made six all-star games and two A guy who averaged 24 and 10, 10 with the Raptors. He wasn't a star when he went to the I, I don't yeah. have time for that. Come on, did we, did we tell a crazy narrative I saw on, on Twitter. Was, uh, I'm not going to name the NBA writer. He said Anthony Davis is the best teammate LeBron James has ever had. Oh really? Wow. Oh really? So Wait, Dwayne Wade doesn't exist. Yeah, Dwayne I guess. Wade, yeah. <laughs> Hall of Famer <laughs> Dwayne yeah. Wade don't exist, yeah. huh? Kyrie Irving doesn't exist. Kyrie Irving just trash, huh? So, so Kevin Love just garbage. So right? let me get this right: the Reality. guy that led the Hornet or the the Pelicans <laughs> to a worse record than the Hornets <laughs> since he's been drafted is, is the best. That's the Hello. best teammate. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm telling you, man, this hot take culture is something else. Something else, man. I mean, I, one more thing before we go, man, and I have to echo what my brother Tyrone had said, man. I, I have to, we, I want, I, I have to drive this point home because it has been heavy on my mind all week, man. We here at Under Construction, we have, we have, we try to give you guys the entire story. We are not here just baselessly bashing people because they have one bad game or one bad season mm-hmm. or whatever. And we are trying to change the culture of sports, so-called journalism, whatever you want to call it, man, because it is past annoying. I am sick and tired of major networks always promoting one team. I'm not even going to say them. I don't even want to go back down that road. <laughs> right. The four-letter network. I, I, the four-letter network always promoting what they think y'all should click on, man. So I just wanted to get that off my chest because this has been heavy on my mind all week. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Now we can go on the shout Now we can go on the shout-out. We, <laughs> right. we, just, we just ganked the shout-out. So like, no, man. Hey. We had a lot on our chest. We had a lot on our brain today. Yeah. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Oh, all right. oh one more thing. Okay, go. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, man. Uh, Cam Newton changed his throwing motion. Uh, <laughs> looks pretty damn good. 
So that means Will Greer is starting the future Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, well, he's obviously better than Cam Newton already. Yeah, that's why they drafted him. That's why they drafted him. Right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Those, those third round Hall of Famers, man. All right, um, so we're going to jump into our shout outs. Uh, you want to go first, brother Cosmos? Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to our brother who is not here, Vince yeah, Dunlap. Man, Vince. Vince. Uh, Vince. Vince is just taking a small hiatus, and I just it, it illustrates the point that a lot of work goes into these podcasts. No doubt, actually, we're not playing with y'all, man. Yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> like after after we get done here, there's, we got to do some audio editing. We got to put the videos together. We have a schedule. We have to manage our social media accounts, our releases, and, and sometimes while it, all taking care of our personal lives. Yes. Oh, yeah. We have other stuff we have nine to five jobs we miss you, sis. so uh so you know sometimes real life has to take priority uh, you know over this so uh so shout out to our brother shout Vance. out to Vince man we can't wait till you come back yeah man, oh man we we, wait, he's bro, gonna bro. come back uh it, the, the, we're gonna, this is the official end of season one we're gonna start season two next week we're not we're not gonna take a long extended break because we got the draft we got free, free agency, agency. Oh, boy, and that's gonna agency. roll right into the beginning of the NFL season oh it's gonna it's it's gonna be great Magic so uh time. so time. by the time Vince comes back we'll have uh, we'll be even better than we are no we, doubt. we keep improving and so uh Thanks to him for being a driving force, and thank you to our and, fans. And thank y'all, man. Yes, y'all keep us going. Yes, we 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 having too much fun with this. Yeah, man. we have a surprising following, and so we want to maintain that following and, and expand on it. So no doubt. All right, I want to give a shout out to uh, some homegrown Charlotte stuff. Uh, Player made. They celebrated their fourth uh, anniversary. Had a good time at uh, Snug Harbor. It was surprisingly fun. Shout out to my little sister Nige, the, uh, the the queen of Snug Harbor. You always out there. <laughs> And uh, also the do rag fest, man, that was cool. Uh, it's, it's 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 cool to see Charlotte events uh, put on the map. Uh, you, you see it everywhere and everything. Yeah. And also, uh, HeroCon this weekend. HeroCon, yep. HeroCon was here this almost, weekend. Almost forty years they've been doing. I think they're thirty five. That's what's up. Yeah. And then finally, shout out to all the fathers out there again. We we we, we respect y'all. We love y'all. We need more father songs because Papa Rolling was a Rolling Stone. They cutting it. Get Come that get that big piece of chicken today. <laughs> All right, y'all. I have a positive shout out and I have a negative shout out. Go negative first. Negative first. <clears throat> I want to. My negative shout out goes to Baron Davis. Mm. I don't have anything to say, but I have something to do. Yes. Oh God. I'm gonna end it there. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, we could have a whole other segment about that. Just go look up his Twitter account. Or I don't even give that man. No, yeah, no, even, give just yeah, he's a New Orleans homer. Let's move on. That's yeah. <laughs> now for my positive shout out, I would like to shout out my father, Frank Darby. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I hope you watch this because you know trying to do something positive. But shout out to the rest of the fathers out there, man. Uh, I hope you get the big piece of chicken. I hope your family takes you out. I hope you don't get any ugly ties. I hope you don't get any socks and underwear. Maybe get some socks and underwear because everybody needs some. But shout out to all the big, all the all the fathers out there, man. Much love to y'all, man. And that's it, bro. And ladies, stop making us cook on the grill for Father's Day. <laughs> you get your butt out there and cook for us on the grill. That's right, man. Light that grill up. Light the grill hard. up, sweetie. And, and don't use no Light gas. Light it up, either. sis. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you for uh, watching us, and uh, we love y'all. Have an awesome week. We'll see y'all next week. And we're going to take fan questions next week. Sorry about this. This is a, a Father's Day episode. This is a special. Peace, y'all. <laughs>